Hey folks, thanks for listening to VAU. So it's getting harder and harder to justify this ideology that is coming from the left when it comes to um, the sacredness of life in general. And the reason why I say that, uh, I was watching uh, What is a Woman Last Night uh, by Matt Walsh and uh, it was produced by The Daily Wire. It's a great documentary. Uh, very well done. Uh, Matt I, I would never want to play poker with that guy because his face was just like straight the entire time. Just no emotion, really. Um, but he also says that he's soulless. So maybe that's something to do with it. I don't know. But uh, that aside, um, one of the topics, obviously, from the <clears throat> from the film that's uh, now critically acclaimed by absolutely zero people on the left <laughs> is uh, what is a woman? Now that's, that's the whole premises of the entire film is what is a woman? Because what we've been seeing over the past decade is this transition, uh, this ideology where there's gender fluidity. Uh, so essentially what we're looking at as far as from a social construct is gender can be identified whatever you wanted to identify it as. So it's based more so on feelings than it is on actual truths. And so what we're seeing now is individuals are, you know, gender Confused, uh, which we actually have a, a, a diagnosis for. It's called gender dysphoria. But the left is promulgating this inclusive ideology as to saying, well, you have to be, you know, accepting and inclusive of these individuals. And, you know, they don't have gender dysphoria, or maybe they don't have a gender dysphoria, or maybe they do have gender dysphoria, but you still have to be inclusive towards them because of human rights. So there's always falls back on or defaults back to human rights. The problem here is, is that the left also are promulgating uh, things that are complete anti-human rights, anti-life, you know, things like pro-abortion um, and giving children that are gender confused and transitioning uh, Lupron, which has been used to chemically castrate sex offenders. This causes infertility. Um, these are the things that really aren't making a lot of sense when you start to break things down and look at it from a different perspective of just not thinking about the children and thinking about where we're, we're moving as a society in this direction that uh, currently we're in where you know everything is about uh, inclusivity and we're seeing that more and more it seems like the left's actually anti-life and we're seeing that because people that are actually paying attention and have some common sense and and utilize critical thinking are saying to themselves well, well why give lupron to children for puberty blockers or for children that are transitioning and these, you know, these parents are apparently none the wiser of what Lupron does by you know, chemically castrating children. This is a, uh, an indirect way of reducing population. And, I, and I'm not, I don't want to get, look, I know where this, is, where this is going and everybody's, you know, listening to all this. Here we go. Alex Jones moment, rabbit hole conspiracy theory. But bear with me for a moment. I really want you to think about this. This is very serious. 
very serious topic. Um, and as I, I ramble on, hopefully there will be some validity to this. But this push for pro-abortion, of which we've had since Roe versus Wade, we've had 63 million abortions, give or take, um, a little. And then we are now pushing this agenda to give Lupron to chemically castrate young children. You know, all of this is anti-life. None of this is pushing for the advocacy of life. None of it, none of it advocates life. None of it's promulgating for, you know, pro-life. Um, and this is exclusively coming from the Democratic Party. It's a radicalized leftist ideology. And uh, it stems from a lot of other, a lot of other uh, things, obviously from the past and people from the past. But, but this mentality, I personally can't help but just sit back and think for a moment: what is the point? Why are we reducing our population? Uh, Elon Musk uh, the other day tweeted out um, this uh, chart that keeps track of of population, um, and uh, it looks like, according to the data that we have. We are, over the last 50 years, not living to the norms of sustainability. Uh, so we're not reproducing to the levels of sustainability um, as far as the population is concerned, at least in, in uh, America. Um, I can't help but just try to find or see the correlations uh, or the correlation here going from pro-abortion pro-inclusivity to giving children chemically castrating drugs such as Lupron for gender affirmation and then look at the the charts as to how our population is declining and not sit here and say huh and question it and I think we all need to start questioning things and, and maybe not to the extent of Alex Jones and, and going down every single rabbit hole conspiracy theory possible because that'll just drive you completely crazy um, and nobody will pay attention to you. But there is some valid correlation that is going on here. And if we don't pay attention to it, we don't wise up to it, we are setting ourselves up to potentially go down a very already slippery slope. And I really think that it's something we need to start paying attention to. We really need to start focusing on. Um, yeah, the, the documentary, I think, was, uh, I'm hoping anyway, was an eye-opener for a lot of individuals. Uh, I know it was uh, for my wife. Um, I'm, I'm sure it has been for other uh friends and acquaintances that, uh, that I know that, that I have watched it. Um, but these young children are malleable and, and I've said this before and I reiterate, they are very impressionable. If you could tell a four-year-old or a five-year-old that there's a man in the sky that flies around with reindeer and shoots down your chimney, drops off presents and they believe it, then you can plant the seed of making them question their gender and here's the thing as a parent kids are going to have imaginations it's good to have imagination it's great i've got little girls sometimes little girls say they want to be little boys and uh i tell them they're little girls and um the very 
next five to ten minutes, they want to be little girls again, little princesses. I'm not, as a parent, going to sit here and affirm my child in their imagination because sometimes my kid wants to be a cat. Sometimes they want to be a dog. Sometimes they want to be a tiger. Sometimes they want to be a unicorn. I'm not going to sit back and say, okay, little one, you you can be a unicorn. And I'm now going to affirm that by putting a horn on your head, putting some little hooves on your feet, getting a little tail made out of horsehair and pinning it on your your backside and uh, start treating you like you're a unicorn. Because simply put, that is mental instability on my 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 end uh, as a parent. Um, now I can play with my kids and, and let them have fun and with their imagination and 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 affirm them in their imagination, but I'm not going to transition them and make them think that they are something that they are not. Because in that moment that any parent does this to their kid, they are now taking away reality. They are now saying that truth is not reality. Truth is whatever you want it to be. So your reality is whatever you want it to be. And that is irresponsible and grotesque. And any parent that does that to their kids, honestly, they probably shouldn't be parents. And they probably need some mental evaluation themselves. So that said, a little bit uh, more into this film, we're, we're seeing some of these individuals that are uh, gender-affirming, uh, transitioning uh, pediatricians and doctors and <clears throat> uh, ideologues. And, uh, you know, there was one trait. My wife, my wife asked me this question, and, and, and I tried not to be a... I, I, tried, I tried to not be a, a smart aleck about it. And uh, she said, you know, I, I feel like all of these people are the same. I feel like they all have this, this, this mental instability. Like they all think the same way, talk the same way, act the same way. And I, and I had to sit back and, and kind of process because I didn't want to say a smart, crude comment. But uh, basically I said, yeah, yeah. They, they, they all have one common trait and that is mental instability. Uh, that is not accepting the truth, not accepting reality. Their reality is the truth. And whatever they want it to be is how it's going to be. And so what we're seeing now in this uh, this affirmation, this gender affirmation, these transitions where the pediatricians and doctors and um, the individuals that are actually you know doing the surgeries, the surgeons and, and things like that, gender affirming surgery and their reality is that this is okay. And if a child wants to have a sex change at 10, 11, 12 years old, then let's do it. But then there's another reality to it. And the other reality to it is that this is not free. This costs a lot of money. And who is pocketing all this money? Who is monetizing off of this new so-called gender-affirming movement. Well, let's look at the companies that are producing the drugs. 
such as Lupron. Pharmaceutical companies, yet again, are monetizing off of a trend. And because they are monetizing off of it, they are trying to create a true social dilemma in which they want nothing more to create confusion, instill instability within the nuclear family, and monetize off of them. And that is as simple as it gets. They are monetizing off of the destruction of the nuclear family, off of core value systems, off of the foundation of which this very country was founded. And they're making millions off of it. One of the uh, individuals that was interviewed uh, within the documentary, and I don't want to give too much away because obviously to, to Matt Walsh's credit, I want him to obviously be able to monetize off of this as well, considering all the hard work that he put in. But um, there was uh, an individual, uh, Scott Nugent, uh, who transitioned. Apparently, Scott Nugent is very well known within the transgender world. Uh, and Scott Nugent um, herself uh, basically talked about the dangers of transitioning and the infections that he has had over time. And the simplicity of it all is that he is more than likely going to die prematurely because of all of these uh, gender-affirming um, transitory operations that he's had on on uh, on um, or she's had on herself and uh, one thing she said in the documentary was you know at, at 42 if they can get me then you know your kids don't stand a chance <clears throat> and I think uh, I think she had a, a point I think she had a very very valid point on the dangers of media social media mainstream media uh, it goes all the way down to children's libraries myself was in a, a bookstore the other day a children's section and three sections predominantly were promulgating homosexuality transgenderism now grand's Gay Pride Month, and then also femininity and uh, feminist movements, all of which are the destruction of the nuclear family. Literally, all of these books are advocating to plant seeds to young, impressionable minds to tear away the social reality of a simple family structure at home and by planting these seeds these children become confused uh, I posted a, I actually did a post on on Instagram showing all of these different books and and I had uh, you know someone you know one of the books had a, a, a female um, couple so same-sex uh, female lesbian couple with a child and I was like you know parents you have to pay attention you've got to watch out you got to pre-read these books. Make sure your kids aren't seeing it. And of course, somebody was offended by it, per usual. And uh, before I could even respond, 
uh, in defense of the post, <clears throat> talking about the nuclear family and the destruction of, of the nuclear family and, and uh, basically shoving down ideologies uh, down my uh, my and my children's throats uh, against my wishes and will. Um, I had someone respond who is gay, uh, young, young man, individual, and um, talked about how he was influenced as a young child by what he was seeing. So his environment influenced him. And uh, this young man has come to know God uh, within very recent uh, month, few months um, from what I've gathered from what he's said. And uh, he's questioned his reality. And the more he has grown in his relationship with God, the more he has seen truth and has seen the truths um, that have kind of chipped away at his reality and it's shown the flaws of his reality and now he's questioning a lot he's questioning the things that he was subjected to as a young child and he's seeing the correlation as to how that shaped him how it molded him because he had a young impressionable mind and now he's questioning his entire ideology on homosexuality and, and wondering is he even homosexual and was it by choice and and he explicitly says he thought that he was born this way but now that he is seeing more and more as to what's going on and being shoved down this generation's throats he's questioning that and he's starting to critically think and he's starting to see the kinks in this armor that's been put out there by the radicalized left ideologues and uh and and I think because of this truth that he's seen, these realities that are now pouring into his everyday life, he's transitioning back to a heterosexual mindset. And uh, good on him. Good on him. He's he's a brave individual. He's brave for speaking out. Um, I I I thank God personally that uh, he's been able to uh, have exposure like that in order to to get him to see things from a different perspective and question uh, his ideology and his sexual uh, identity. Um, so yeah, you know. That aside, uh, the, the, of course, the, the the other individual, the assailant, um, you know, basically responded by you know trying to, I think, defend the the homosexual uh, movement and uh, ideology um, by you know basically you know stating that uh, you know now. I'm a homophobe and transphobe and all of these other things. And, and, and then she, she gently kind of delivered a message to him uh, in, a, in a way where she didn't want to come across as being offensive because this is a mother uh, by everything that I've gathered conclusively from just her screen name says uh, Allie mom of two so maybe she's a lesbian i don't i don't know i didn't really look into her profile nor do i care to uh but 
it seems to me that she's a mom of two, uh, and she potentially is uh, heterosexual. I don't know, but um, she seemed to back off quite a bit, and her response uh, to this young man um, was very non-discriminatory, but backhandedly trying to, I think, push him into the direction of it's okay to be gay. And you know what? Honestly, here's my, my take on the whole thing. You want to be gay, be gay. So now, I mean, you're, you're, you're not going to my church. You're not part of my congregation. If that's what you want to do, then that's your right to do it. Okay. We want to talk about human rights for a second. There you are. You have the right to be gay. Go for it. But don't shove it down my throat. Don't push it down my children's throats. Don't try to, in a backhanded way, plant a seed inadvertently, indirectly, to potentially impact my children down the road. If I'm not going up to you, and let's say you have children of your own, and you're in a same-sex marriage, and I'm not going up to your children and shoving down my ideologies, down your throats or your children's throats, then you want to talk about human rights for a moment? Have the same common courtesy. It's as simple as that. You respect my boundaries. I respect your boundaries. Don't sit there. Try to shove it down my throat. Don't sit there and respond to what I post on social media. And you have the ball in that court. and You pass it to me and I give it back to you. Don't sit there and start deflecting by saying things like you're a homophobe, you're a transphobe, because all you're doing is you're denying my reality and my truth. If you want to have your own truth and your own reality, sure, go for it. You can live that way. But you just handed me the ball. If I'm going to give it back to you, then you have to accept that. That's how the game's played. You want to play it fair? Then play it fair. So anyway, uh, that aside, uh, if you haven't seen What is a Woman by Matt Walsh, you need to go see it, check it out. Again, it's a great documentary. Uh, Thank you for the Daily Wire for providing the funding to do that. And uh, thank you, Matt Walsh, for actually having the courage to stand up and ask that kind of question, of which should be a very simple question. And there's a very simple answer at the end of the movie. Uh, it's pretty pretty epic, actually. I love uh, I love how the individual that you interact with at the uh, the end um, looks at you. Uh, I was told that I get the same look uh, by my uh, my uh, my wife, and um, yeah, it was a it was a great movie. I hope you all can see it. Take a look. That said, I'm gonna head out, and I uh, hope you have a wonderful week. Um, Try not to uh, spend too much money out there with the gas prices, you know, inflation, food shortages, baby formula shortage, you know, all those other wonderful things that uh, Biden has brought to this country. Keep your sanity, folks, and I'll talk to you on the next one.